welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Loga the Barbarian, joined by my co-host, John. Hey, hey. And today we have a blog review for you. So we've looked at the interwebs and pulled out a few blog posts that we thought were useful and interesting for our games. What's the first one that we found here, John? Well, it is on uh, one of our favorites, I think, uh, the ashzealot.wordpress.com. And it is uh, 12 factions or organizations uh, for your campaign. And it's part one of two articles. It goes into depth, but kind of pretty big, good depth into organizations and factions and things like that that you can use in a campaign. The first one, as an example, is the Scarlet Blade Academy. And it's described as a martial and magical academy um, to train battle mages. And then it just gives things about their nature, their goals, their requisites, uh, how to get, get admission, and the benefits of being part of. And it also gives on some of these, it gives like, like class adjustments. I'm assuming to an old, because it says, uh, it states old school editions in here somewhere on the blog post. I can't remember where it was. But it looks like there's some some alterations for like a class variant in that one there. Specifically, I want to talk about one of these is the second one I thought was kind of neat. Give you an idea. I I just want to tell you all about the Seers of the Thousand Gears is the is the uh, faction here. And the Seers form a mystery cult dedicated to the lost art of mechanomancy. That is divination through the movement of gears and other complex contraptions. I think it's a neat little concept. Definitely uh, puts me in the mind of one of those fantasy settings. It's like it's fantasy set in a post, you know, post industrial society where things have down, like all the technology and stuff is a part of the past. It would work for something like that. It's a secretive cult open only to those who manage to seek them and are truly interested in understanding their craft. Their goal is to hone their practice of mechanomancy, to delve into the underground, to find lost mechanical devices of ages past to decipher their mysteries. And it goes on. It gives you the requisites for joining and mission benefits for joining and stuff like that. There's a bunch of these on here. It's ashjellet.wordpress.com, factions and organizations for your campaign. This was part one. We looked at there's another part. And we'll be posting the link to that in the show notes. What do we have next? Magicuser.wordpress.com, and that's magic and then a K, user.wordpress.com. And it lost spellbook. Get your formulas back. And it's basically just a D6 table. Prices that you would have to pay to get the spellbook that was lost, essentially. That's right. <laughs> They're decent. Let's, let's, I, I say we roll a six-sided die and see what price we have to pay to get our to get our spell book back now that it's lost. Sounds good. You going to roll or want me to? Go for it. All right. I rolled a three. Ooh, your tongue. One in six chance of a miscast all, on all your spells. Uh, that would be a tough one to have to... Uh... Yeah, you got your semantic components. You have to speak the words and all that. And you have the different types. And, and, and it will be very difficult to, 
start casting your spells without a tongue. Mm-hmm. So once you get that back, you're going to always risk that chance of failure, that one in six chance each time you cast. That's a good one. I like it. There's a few other fun ones here as well. I'm not going to give them all away. You go to magicuser.wordpress.com and check it out. See if there's something you, you want to throw into whatever home rule home rule set you have or your game. It's worth checking out. This one is a an, an, an art one, artist. Darlene, featured artist Darlene. Darlene, the artist, she goes by on the internet. I was looking for a last name. So Darlene, the artist, uh, she was a... She worked at TSR, and there's been some discussion of her online lately. And over here on the other side, timsbrannon.com, working the night shift, the other side, there's a little feature on Darlene and her art, some of the stuff she did for D&D back in the day. She worked on the Greyhawk uh, map itself. She's got some really good old school D&D art if you're a fan of that kind of stuff They've got it posted here on this. They also have a link to her personal page, which is darlenetheartist.com. And there's, if you go on to darlenetheartist.com, she's got like professional links and stuff like that. You can go in there and check out some of the PDFs she's posted of other art that she has. But she's one of the, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? One of the old school D&D artists that put out some stuff that you'd probably be familiar with when you check it out. She did a lot of dragon mags back in the day, it seems, too, as well. A lot of art for those, some of the covers and stuff. Yeah, she did uh, work in the original three Advanced Dungeons and Dragons book and a lot of the modules that came out in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, she's a she's pretty iconic in the uh, role-playing world and that Greyhawk, Greyhawk map is still my favorite fantasy world map ever. So he did a nice little write-up of here, of her, and uh, I think everybody would appreciate it. And if you want, you can also purchase some of her art on her site. She's got a really great, great picture she did at the top. The icon there is this woman with a, with a, a unicorn. I really appreciate it. It's really well done. Solid stuff. And we're going to go to the next blog on our on our list is Stuart Wrights. He did a uh, little post here about the luck roll and had, how it's changed role-playing games, in his opinion. And I guess the luck roll, to describe it, it comes into play when you have to make a, some type of a save that's not covered by your standard saves or attributes. I guess in more rules light games or minimalist games, you have less stats. So this would come into play a lot more often in those type of games. But um, yeah, it's just uh, you're going to have a X and six chance to overcome whatever's happening. I guess the DM could set that difficulty. And this is actually they're yanking this from Mouse Ritter, which I think we're going to try to get to at some point in time this year. I've got the Mouse Ritter stuff. and I'm dying to play it. <laughs> and I do a luck roll myself when I have DM often. That's very different. I feel I do my luck roll whenever a player. Oh, well, is there a magic sword in here? I'm like, well, let's see what the chances are. The role that I do is really easy. I just say hey, roll a 20. If they roll low, I say, okay, roll under that. They roll high. I say, okay, roll over over to that. (laughs) That's (laughs) the one I usually do. A 1d6 sounds like it might be an easier luck roll than I do because you only have to roll it the once, but then I'd have to determine 
what the chances are beforehand. So it's a good little mechanic. I definitely consider using it in my games and I'm excited to play mouse Ritter. So I'm going to probably be exploring that luck role specifically when we get to that. <laughs> yeah. Master is one of those games. that's kind of come out of kind of take, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, creative people working on products for it. Um, similar to Morkborg or mothership. There's just a lot of third party content coming out. So it makes it that much more appealing. I like I, I backed the Kickstarter recently that they had uh, only at the digital level, but I printed out and been reading through the the actual core book. It's like a little zine size thing. So I'm excited. I'd like to get a nice printed box that's out. I may try to purchase that when it comes out, but I'm definitely into the mouse reader. It's, it's a really yeah. cool little game. Well, I think it's uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's another one of the into the odd hacks. So, yeah, it's it's a good a good little game it's neat it, it's very yeah you'll we'll, we'll talk about it in future episodes because mm-hmm. they're gonna we're gonna hit up mouse Ritter at some point in time the next one we have is dungeons and possums uh not as intimidating as a dragon those possums i hear but uh this <laughs> this fella has chosen the the possums for for the dungeons to go with those and we have a 1d6 moderately magical weapons. I appreciate that. They're not the most magical, not the most fierce ones, but they're moderately magical. There's just six of these. You know what? I don't want to go over each one. Was there one that stood out to you as neat? They all have slight abilities to them that you could use. The one was the Warden's War Pick is the very first one I thought was cool. It's sort of a war pick, like a little... What's what do you call that? I guess it's just called a pick, isn't it? Yeah, it kind of looks like one of those ice pick uh, mountain climbers would use. Yeah, and it's got a little chain coming down off it, and there's a a vial or a vase or whatever attached to it, and it it is imprisoning a pixie, a nasty pick, perfect for spiking heavily armored foes. At the base of the grip, a chain extends downward to a magical jar which contains a tiny glowing pixie. A religious sect imprisoned the leader of a pixie cult who was bent on bringing about the end of all things. They entrust this weapon to a chosen paladin or cleric. So there's some neat little weapons there you could throw into your game, give it a little flavor. I'll, uh, I'll mention the Ritual Redoubt, which is a brown shield of oak and it has the ability to absorb one spell targeting its wielder per day and uh, release it onto a new target. Now, this doesn't seem moderately <laughs> magical. <laughs> this seems pre- pretty cool, actually. So, But, uh, yeah, it's a great, great magic item. And once again, that's at DungeonsAndPossums.com. I'm going to move along. We have mountain exploration this is at elf maids and octopi this is one we come to often <laughs> mm-hmm. we have some d12 charts here for when you're playing in mountains and exploring uh i'm just gonna read the different charts that are provided here there's rural mountain hex features rural mountain hex encounters frontier mountain hex features frontier mountain hex encounters weird mountain hex features Weird mountain hex encounters. So you've got a, a, an array. Are we gonna uh, we're, let's do some rolling on this because I like to roll. Rural how about mountain- we do the how about we do the two weird mountain and see you roll for the feature and I'll roll for the encounter. All right. I'm gonna roll for the feature. Let me find a D12 here. Oh, there it is. This is a nice, uh, beautiful red and purple D12. 
I rolled a seven. An ancient pre-human ruin explored by cultists and adventurers. Okay, and let's see what we encounter. I got a three. Uh, Lycrothops and possibly try to join travel travels as humans oh so they're gonna yeah lycanthropes possibly uh, try to join travels as humans so we might have a few folks try to join us that might be not so safe when the sun goes down so got role play and potential combat encounter all written all over it that would be (laughs) real fun so yeah it's a decent little little chart there i think the next one we have also is from elf mage and octopi d100 tavern entertainment so those times when you have uh, your players walking into a tavern or a bar here's a good little a good little blog post to help give it a little flavor you have d10 quick tavern entertainment so it's a shorter one and then after that you have d100 tavern entertainments I think we might want to roll a couple of those up real quick and see what kind of entertainment we run into all right I will roll d100 I got 85 and that I'm scrolling down here. That is trainer with several acrobatic goblins who are also expert pickpockets. <laughs> <laughs> I went ahead and rolled two since this is a hundred. I figured we can give two of them out to check out. Yeah. 46 old mercenary tells of his days with the witch finder and werewolf hunters. So there's a lot of different things you can run into in the in your taverns in this little D100 list. Great thing to maybe even print out and put in your three-ring binder of DM info that you keep around the house. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do one more. We've got the Battlefield Generator. And this is on boxfullofboxes.blogspot.com. And this is a simple one. Just if you decide, happen to have characters running running into a battlefield and there's a war going on well this gives you some information about it some d d one d eight tables where is it unfolding i rolled a two the cramped confines of a mountain pass or bluff what is being fought over i rolled a five a misunderstanding or diplomatic blunder who is fighting i rolled in two again green troops Hungry to prove themselves, those young fellers who just who just became, you know, came of age to go fight. <laughs> the last table here is how's the battle going? I rolled a three. After hours of back and forth, one side has finally begun to turn the tide. The losers are retreating in good order. That's at boxfullofboxes.blogspot.com. You too can create your own battle with that blog post and that's about all we have for today if you've enjoyed what you've heard please share on social media give us a positive review wherever you're listening that really helps us and those of you that have given us positive reviews thank you so much you can follow us we're on facebook search wobblies and wizards we're pretty active on that i'm on twitter at logar Crom. I've launched a Patreon. Any support you can give me would be greatly appreciated. Uh, the cost of this and stuff is coming out of our pockets. So it would be good to be able to not have to pay to do it. If you want a daily podcast about role-playing games, patreon.com backslash wobblies and wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. Bye-bye.